I am thrilled to log that my planetary follow-up initiative has finally been given the green light by Admiral Buenamigo. Coming up, Captain Freeman and the crew of the Cerritos get a dream assignment. I have a journalist from FNN en route to the Cerritos. She'll be documenting your success as it happens. But a news reporter undermines their efforts when the crew's dirty laundry is brought to light. Is Freeman really the best captain or simply a cruel taskmaster? Who's the whistleblower? And is Mariner to blame? I know Mom is stressed, but that reporter is here to report, and this isn't how the Cerritos actually is. I'm gonna tell the truth. All this and more coming up on the Lower Decks edition of Energize. 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 This week, Mariner finds herself smack dab in the middle of controversy when a news reporter embedded with the crew reveals some of their dirty secrets. Is Mariner the culprit? And if she is, will her time on the Cerritos come to an end? Here's a Warp Speed recap of Episode 9 of Star Trek Lower Decks, Trusted Sources. Congratulations, Captain Freeman. There's no one better suited for Project Swingby. I have a journalist from FNN en route to the Cerritos. She'll be documenting your success as it happens. With this reporter coming on board, I don't want us to look like fools. Mariner, what the hell are you covered in? Blueberry filling. We got the pie eating contest later today. Ensign, if I were you, I would make myself scarce for the next couple days. I know Mom is stressed, but that reporter is here to report, and this isn't how the Cerritos actually is. What are you going to do? I'm going to tell the truth. Captain Freeman, is this a good time for our interview? I think you've seen that I run a tight ship. Chaotic, quote, irresponsible. Silly is a word that has been tossed around quite a bit. I think everybody's on edge about the reporter. What the hell did you say to her? I had to tell her some stories, you know, about what it's really like to work here. You have absolutely no concept of when to shut your mouth. Don't talk to me like I'm 15. I'm a Starfleet officer and an essential part of your group. Not anymore. All right, Steve. So another interesting episode with a twist. This was yeah, uh, I, awesome. I, I agree. I, I, I love uh, how they're doing this. You know, I just want to start by saying that sometimes I read comments about the show online and I tend to not agree with some of the comments I was reading, and we'll get into that. Uh, I just wanted to say I loved this episode, and I think they're doing a great job on this series. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I read a comment or listened to a comment, and you know, the comment was just more about, well, this was a lackluster episode. I said, no, it was actually, you know, it actually had heart. Congratulations, Captain. I think I speak for all of us oh, when I say- this is terrible. But you've been lobbying for Project Swingby for years. Not that, the reporter. The ship's a mess. We have to clean it up before she gets here. At the beginning of this episode, you know, Captain Freeman gets this dream assignment. Uh, and it, yeah. it kind of harkens back to when uh, they went to a planet that Captain yeah. Kirk and company had visited and Landrew right. had taken back over, you know, the the, the planet. Yeah. Everybody was doing <laughs> the red hour. And so right. I remember um, she and Ransom <laughs> just having this comment about, you know, the Starfleet is good about first contact, but sucks on the follow-up. And so right. here we are, fast boom. forward, boom, yeah. Captain Freeman gets this new initiative to 
you know, work on, you know, follow-ups with planets that they've had con- first contact with in the past. And so she's excited. She's, you know, ecstatic about it. And right. But, but uh, Admiral Buen Amigo... Yeah, throws a wrench <laughs> in the, throws a whole wrench in the whole thing. So, well, and it's it's a it, and it also speaks to this culture of media. And it's funny, you know, the only time that Star Trek has really pushed media culture was in Star Trek Generations, the opening scene when Kirk's on the Enterprise B, and they're all asking him how does he feel, um, and then in this case where she's with FNN, which is Federation Network News. Um, and this this reporter is going to be assigned to this story because the Cerritos has been assigned to this new idea called Project Swingby, which is not necessarily second contact, but more of a follow-up mission from the original mission. And Freeman's excitement is immediately doused when she realizes that this reporter is coming on board. And why is she upset, Anthony? Oh, because she has wild cards on board, uh, namely yeah. Mariner. <laughs> yeah, and and it, and she says it's a mess. This the damn place is a mess, uh, which was true. <laughs> it's chaos on the Cerritos. Everyone yeah, knows that. Always, I mean, things are always happening on the Cerritos. There's so many mishaps, yeah. and so they've mm-hmm. you know built up quite a bit of a reputation. So of course she's yeah. going to be apprehensive about a reporter being embedded because that means. You know, you know how it is in real life when, when reporters are embedded, you know, whether yeah. that be with the military or anything else, um, yeah. they see yeah. everything. And there's always a potential sure. that what they see could end up on the news and be spun and, in a way will. that hurts. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Editing is, is death for, for the subjects of reporting. Uh, but it's interesting because they the, the, the swing by was going to be a 17 year gap in contact with a planet Onara that Picard had made uh, back in, I don't remember what season it was, but they said it was 17 years ago. And that's where I kind of had a big question mark over my head because I don't remember this episode, but the way they'd explained it was that Picard and the Enterprise went to Onara and their civilization had been, um, I think, given to addiction from a neighboring planet, which gave them this drug that got them addicted and they could control it. And Picard had to step in and, you know, cut off the two planets from each other. And that's how he left it. Yep. And so the, the anticipation is, is that it's going to be a mess. Yeah. You know, I, I I was right there with them. I, I thought they would get back to the planet and everybody would be addicted again or some, some variation of that. Yeah. So um, as we close the opening there, uh, <laughs> um, uh, the Captain Freeman is like, okay, everybody, clean up the ship. And, and the first officers are laughing like, <laughs> and she's like, I'm serious. And they're like, oh, my God, she's serious. And they run off. Yeah. And what's so funny is like the doctor's like, oh, shit, she's serious. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, the, the setup is already there. You know, the question is, how is it going to happen? Mariner, what the hell are you covered in? Blueberry filling. Yeah, well, we got the pie eating contest later today. <gasps> hey, we should get that reporter to cover it. We're going to crush ops this year. <laughs> oh. 
what's her problem? We did strawberry last year. She doesn't always get to pick the pie. Ensign, if I were you, I would make myself scarce for the next couple days. So, uh, of course, Captain Freeman is still, you know, really nervous about this reporter coming on board. But Ransom, you know, sees this as an advantage. You know, if the, if the yeah. Narns have relapsed, then they'll render aid and boom, success. It, it should be a slam yeah. dunk, right? Never. Yeah, which is which is a very Starfleet Starfleet type of mission anyway, right? So you know, there's there's the downside. Captain Freeman's nervous. There's the upside. Ransom thinks that this is an opportunity, and Mariner just walks by, covered in blueberry sauce and spreading it all over the ship. Yeah, they were they were getting ready for a pie eating contest on the ship. So right, it's like you know, Ransom, you know, basically tells you know Captain Freeman, we need to basically get rid of your daughter, make herself make her scarce. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Freeman's like, absolutely. And um, they, uh, Mariners left these uh, blueberry footprints all over the floor. They get into they get into the lift and it's just all over the walls and everything, which, by the way, has never occurred in any other episode. It was def- this was definitely over the top, you know, uh, but I thought it illustrated um, Freeman's anxiety about it really well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I would make that decision, too. I mean, Mariner is always a wild card and she has a reputation and her track record speaks for itself. So I would, you know, shift duties and 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 kind of move move her around so that the reporter doesn't come across her. And so that's exactly what she did. She started moving duty, uh, did duty shift changes. Wow, Captain, I have to tell you, covering a California-class ship is really special for me. Pretty great view, huh? Oh, it's stunning. And you know, when it comes to the lower decks, nobody knows it better than Beta Shift. So if you want a tour or something, just let me know. Actually, Ensign, I believe your shift doesn't begin for another three cycles. Right, so we come back to Boimler, Tindy, Rutherford, and Mariner all find out that their shift schedule's been switched with the alpha shift. I was Is it... Uh, or I guess it's uh, Mariner that's like, is there even an alpha shift? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but come on. There's always an alpha shift if you're alpha beta, shift, of course, beta yeah. or delta. It had to be an alpha in right. the mix, yeah. So just when they're kind of discussing that, Captain Freeman and the reporter walk by. I don't even know why she would bring her to that section, but there they are. And the gang's already there. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is like, you know, Everybody else seems to be okay with, you know, the duty shift change, but Mariner's not. I mean, you know, Mariner is constantly talking about wanting to represent. And yeah. she steps up to the reporter still with pie feeling on her face. Right. Right. And she's like, and she's like, nobody knows the lower decks better than I do. It's beta shift. And she's like, um, Captain, I'm free to, to uh, walk the reporter around. And Freeman's like, no, because, you know, you've got your shift that you have to accomplish. And she's like, yeah, that's three shifts from now. I literally have the time to do this. Yep. And they basically, she uh, shuts the lights off in the lower deck's quarters. Yeah, she says, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, maybe she doesn't do that then. But she does it eventually. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't go to bed. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so, basically, you know, the, you know, Mariner and the Lord, her Lower Decks pals are, you know, ready to go get, re- you know, get ready for the piety contest, contest and it's been canceled. And so you find out that basically uh, Freeman has just shut down all fun on the ship. Everything's about business. Right. Everything's got to be above board. Right. And I think, uh, I don't know who says it. Maybe it's uh, Rutherford who's like, this is the biggest night of the year next to Pond Far. <laughs> that was freaking funny. <laughs> Dude, that was so great. <laughs> like, they're so, I, I just love how in all the series, the Vulcan 
ways really have, I mean, even at one point Mariners uh, threw out a Vulcan salute. Like it's so ingrained in all of Star Trek lexicon. I just, I love it so much. Yeah. It's a foundation, you know, it's a found, it yeah. really, it's kind of like a foundation for the, a way of thinking that has yes. definitely impacted my life because I, you know, I have always prided myself on approaching things in life from a logical standpoint, not that yeah. knowledge is the is the end of wisdom. It's just the beginning. Yeah. And by the way, for all of our listeners, Anthony used to have a show called Pure Logic. Yes. Which was more of a political bent, but it was very logical. And you were great in it, by the way. Huh. You should check that out on YouTube, everybody. Pure Logic. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Turn it around, Lower Decks. Captain wants you in your bunks. What? Come on, man. This is our bar. We just we just want to grab a drink, all right? This isn't the bar anymore. It's the Commander's Lounge. Hey, wait. Jet's not a commander. He's a Lower Decker like us. How come he gets to be in there? So the reporter yeah. the reporter gets to it and starts uh, interviewing several of the crew members in um, the, the la- well, it's... It was the bar, but it's been turned into uh, an, an interview station for everyone. Yeah, right. It's like a, um, uh, oh, shoot. Oh, it's, it's a junket. You know, it's like a press junket room. Like they, they, you know, you and I have both done press junkets where they take a hotel room and just turn it into an interview stage. And that's what it reminded me of. And so the reporter's in there and she's she's interviewing one of the other Ensigns, one of the other lower deckers from like Beta or, or not Beta, Gamma Shift or whatever. And Marin is just like, well, wait a second. If we can't be interviewed, why the hell is that guy in there? And I'm just starting to think like she's really pouring this on thick and you can feel the tension rising like, Jesus, just I almost thought to myself, God, you need to shut up. Like you're just going to get everybody in trouble. Exactly. Because you, you don't know what she's going to say. I mean, like we've said yeah. a million times, she's such... A wild card, you don't know what you're going to get. I don't question her loyalty, but you just don't know if 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 her 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 method is going to hurt everyone in the end. And so you know, Marin is 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 totally offended, and Marin vows to tell the truth about what goes on board at the Cerritos, and you just know that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and. Boom, commercial break. You're like, ah, shoot. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't expect it to be this nice. Seems like the Onarans are in a good place. But stay alert. Sometimes the dark reality is hidden just beneath the glossy exterior. So we come back and Captain Fre- Freeman, um, for some reason, has taken the reporter down to Onara. Now, if this were true military, of course, the embedded journalists may not go down unless everything was vetted first. They're just going down sight unseen. But that's just me being persnickety. Um, but they get down there and they beam right into the middle of this. Of course, they always beam to the into the center of the town square or something. And, uh, you know, everything looks normal. But Freeman's like, I don't like it. Keep your eyes open. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, okay, where's the twist? Where's the twist? Because I'm always looking for a twist. Yeah. There's got to be something yeah, wrong always. here. But the right, magistrate right. shows up and he's like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> he's just right there. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, to, you know, to uh, Freeman's surprise, uh, you know, everyone's good. Uh, they didn't. You know, didn't go back to the drugs after Picard left. They... Well, and I'm still dubious about that. And he, 
and he goes, well, look, you know, we, we came through it, you know, uh, look at our mural. And they show this mural. And the first thing you see is the Enterprise leaving with hands extended. And I'm like, oh, that could be please don't leave. And then they show like just these chaotic, murderous images of just death and destruction. And he's like, then we went through a bad period of 10 or 14 years. And and then the the end of the mural is them just working out and looking really healthy. He's like, yeah, but then we got over it. Now we just dedicate ourselves to, to health. And I'm like, okay, this really did work. And, and someone says it like, wow, Picard really did know what he was doing, which is a wonderful nod, of course, to... Admiral Picard. Oh yeah, of course. But I'm at this point that I'm like, this is too too easy. I mean, there, there's yeah, got to be yeah. more to this, right? I mean, like, what's 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 about yeah. to happen? We're about to be blindsided. I was totally expecting a blindside, but it didn't happen. Me too. Everything was no. cool. Everything what blindsided was great. me? What blindsided me is when the magistrate ripped off his clothes and he had his jogging uniform on. He went and ran a 10k. That's what blindsided me. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, I just thought it was so funny. And I was just like, yeah. wow, okay. But but this, this is what's great about the show is that you, you know, it, you can't predict it. You don't know what direction no. they're going. And that's what makes a and great I, show. Right. And, and there's even more in this episode, which we'll talk about. But I want to go back to what I said and what you agreed on is I don't agree with the reviews that I read that that season three has been disconnected and lackluster. I think they're tying in so many stories from the past. I think it's I think it's woven intricately. I think that the the performances have never been better. I think the writing is crisp. Um, I totally disagree with whoever these people are that just don't think it's what it's supposed to be. I I think they've put a tremendous amount of thought into this, and it's a lot of fun. I 100% agree. There's nothing funky here, Les. Picard knew what he was doing. Damn it! We need something or the entire program could be in jeopardy. What about the neighbors? The pusher planet? Maybe they're dealing with some difficulties that we can fix. And so, um, you know, Freeman is kind of like, oh, crap, you know, we have this reporter here. We have to yeah. show them what this, what our initiative is about. And so she calls, uh, you know, Buen Amigo, and he's like, basically, well, we, you know, we need some good press coverage here. <laughs> so why don't you go to yeah. the sister planet uh, that used that to distribute, yeah, used to distribute the drugs. So maybe there's a problem there. We'll go see. Yo, news lady. And Sin Mariner, I was just about to go interview your mother. Yeah, well, before that, I've got some things you're going to want to hear. On the record? Well then, come on in. On their way, Mariner's just had enough, and she's just like, look, I'm going to talk to this reporter. So as the reporter's walking in the hall, she's just like, oh, reporter lady, uh, come on, I want, do you have a second? I want to talk to you. And they go into Mariner's quarters, but this is witnessed by someone. Yes, Ransom, who was just kind of around the corner, sees this. And so that that's planting a seed. Yeah, and, and, and I, now I'm thinking, God, what are you doing, Mariner? Like, you've already been in trouble a ton of times. You, you know, you're, you're on the bubble anyway. You're, you're on like double secret probation to borrow a term from Animal House. You know, it just doesn't feel like smart. And I'm just wondering what the hell is she doing? But remember, though, it was either the last episode or the episode right before. Remember, she met with uh, Ransom and he said, you know, all the department heads have said that she's been a stand up officer. She had changed her ways. Yes. But don't you think one or two episodes of a change is not enough to engender trust? I mean, after all, when Ransom's looking at her, pull that reporter in, he's immediately suspicious. 
And well, I think he has a right to be. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, your your track record is your track record. I was just stating that, yeah. you know, she had, you know, over the course of the season, uh, right. you know, made changes. So um, we'll see how this plays out. I think you've seen that I run a tight ship capable of far more than just second contact. Actually, after my crew interviews, tight isn't the word I would use to describe the Cerritos. No, what would you call us? Chaotic, quote, irresponsible. Silly is a word that has been tossed around quite a bit. Is it true that your first officer turned into a giant head that tried to eat the ship like a hamburger? So we go to Captain Freeman's office and the reporter shows up and um, is ready to do the interview with her. And she gets completely blindsided. Yeah. Yep. Well, the reporter is like, so, so I've heard, she doesn't say who. She says, I've heard that uh, what you, you know, what you're saying is, you know, what about this? And she starts laying out, uh, she starts listing all of these wonderful things like, didn't your first officer become a puppet? And didn't, or your first officer uh, turn into a giant head and try to eat the ship like a hamburger? And didn't one man turn, be turned into a puppet? And she's just listing all these mishaps from all the previous episodes. And it was funny to get that that um, that list because it yeah, you know, brings and, you back. Yeah, and she nailed it. She was just like, you know, Cerritos is, you know, people are saying that Cerritos is chaotic, irresponsible, silly. And you basically don't run a tight ship. And so, yeah. you know, I, at that point, I'm like, oh, crap. What the hell did Mariner say? Right. Right. Because the assumption um, is, <clears throat> is that she would be the person to do this. Right. Because she pulled her in and you're just like, God, you know, what are you doing? Because, you know, mother, daughter, there's going to be conflict. The mother's like, clean up. And, and don't forget, the captain canceled all the fun. For the lower deckers, you know, that one thing they look forward to every year, the pieting contest. Yeah. And so, you know, Freeman, Freeman's furious. I mean, she is pissed and rightfully so, because she not only is she being blindsided with all this information, it just makes her look bad. This is her command. This is her ship. And everyone looks like a bunch a bunch of buffoons. What the hell did you say to her? I know, I wasn't on the list, okay? But I had to tell her some stories, you know, about what it's really like to work here. So you went out of your way to make me look like a fool. I just told her the truth. You went too far this time, Mariner. You told her all sorts of terrible, out of context. I give context. When are you going to grow up, Beckett? You have absolutely no concept of when to shut your mouth. So, Mariner jumps onto the bridge and and everyone's just looking at her sideways they're they're angry and she's like whoa um wait what did she say uh, uh the camera adds 10 frowns am i right <laughs> i thought that was a great line um and she goes into the ready room and captain's there and ransom's there and basically uh the captain goes right for it you've 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 betrayed me you've betrayed the ship you've you know You've backstabbed all of us. And, you know, Mariner really defends herself. She's like, no, no, no. I just wanted to tell the truth. I just wanted to, you know, I, I want to hear what you thought about this moment. Uh, you know, it, it was, I mean, I, I, it, well, what I liked about it was the fact that we had a full on mother daughter argument. And yes. um, it plays out how, how it happens in real life a lot of times. You know, parents, sure. you know, you parents base their judgments you know, and past behaviors. And it wasn't yeah. that, that Captain Freeman was wrong about having that assumption, but she didn't allow, you know, Mariner to state what she actually said. 
Well, but the reporter told her everything, and you you buy that. Like, I heard, you know, everything was fine until she talked to Mariner, and then this report comes in, and here's what I heard. But I I, I think you, you felt the same thing I did, was at this moment, because Mariner was so genuine in her um, defense and saying, I was just trying to, you know, tell a good story. She wasn't saying... The, the porter deserves to know the truth and this ship is a mess. She was genuinely defending herself and later she goes out into the hallway and sees her girlfriend and her girlfriend accuses her of backstabbing and now I'm starting to think, wait a second. A- and the first thought I had was in the episode previous where the uh, where William Boimler was revealed as Section 31 operative, what if Boimler... William replaced the other Boimler and and dropped all those hints. And I'm starting to think Mariner was backstabbed. She was the one who's the innocent victim of all of this. Someone else did the narking. And and that's where I was at that point. Wow, that was a really interesting theory. You know, I, you know, and really creative. I wouldn't have thought it that Thank way. You. But but the way you stated it, it actually makes sense because we did end on the last episode with, you know, William Boimler as yeah. yeah, Section 31. Who knows what Section yeah. 31's up to? Exactly. But but I know for sure now, I, I know for sure at this moment that she's innocent. Something has been done, and it's not her fault. You want to backstab, complain, and be hard to work with? Well, there's a place for people like that. It's called Starbase 80. Starbase 80? I want you off of my ship before we get to Brekka so you don't cause any more damage. Oh my God, you're not kidding, Mom. Please. You are no longer my ensign or my problem. I don't even know if I can call you my daughter anymore. Dismissed. She's been reassigned, period. Yep, yep. and reassigned to Starbase 80, which Ransom which has is... threatened her with before. Yes. So yes, we're going to find out what this is all nine. about. Yeah, I mean, Starbase 80 must be like a real, you know, for lack of a better word, <laughs> shit show. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Whatever. It's not my first time getting kicked off a ship. You know, the goodbyes are the worst part. So let's just, let's not say anything. <sighs> Mariner, you, you can't leave the Cerritos. Yeah, I can. So the shuttle shows up and it it's more akin to a Star Wars scene where the shuttle's all beaten up and dirty and disgusting and these these two sandwich eating guys are there like, hey, we're here to get you. What a nice ship. It smells nice. Um, and <laughs> they're like, come on with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, they might as well have been packlets. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. So they give her the her, you know, for I think what looks to me like a prison uniform and she gets on the shuttle and they take off. It's sad. Yeah, and I want to take one half step back. I mean, even Ransom was shocked that that Captain Freeman, yeah. you know, yeah. kicked her off the ship and, right. and sent her to Starbase right. eighty. Even he had a look on yeah. his face, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I, you know, I don't know about that. So, yeah, because um, he, because he's seen her, her he's single handedly seen and been responsible for her transformation, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, I think he's parted wisdom with her in addition to riding her back. But I think their relationship, yeah, you know, completely changed. And so it was it was sad for him, you know, for him to see her get, you know, yeah. demoted, basically, and, and sent away. So, yeah, she's she's gone and everybody's on the bridge seeing the seeing the ship, the shuttle fly away. And I, I was know, sad. Yeah, I was yeah. sad. Yeah. And, and, and Mary had tears because... in her eyes. 
Uh, she did, and, and especially because at that point, I just knew in my gut she was innocent. Something was up. And she just willingly went. She didn't even fight it. She's like, okay, this always happens. I'm going to go. I'll see you guys again. You know, she just seemed to be okay. She, that surprised me. She does have a remarkably positive attitude despite what's happening. Yeah, I think <clears> she <throat> was just more resigned and, def- and, and just mm. deflated by the whole thing. I mean, mm. because, you know, when you know that you do something in earnest, as, as yeah. you know, she, you know, implied that she did, um, you know, you it, it's it's hurtful. You know, you you know you, yeah. you you have the best intentions, and I think we've all been in yeah. those situations. And you're just like, oh, of course, my God, know, yes, yeah. You're just like, well, I mean, that's not what happened, yeah. but but now I'm getting beat down for it. So I think at right. that point, even the strongest person sometimes just, you know, it's just like, well, screw it. I think it. you're, I think resigned is the exact word. I think you're right. She's just she's just resigned. Phase is out. Something's not right. Captain, I found someone. Please, you have to go. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm with Starfleet. I can help. Where is everyone? (gasps) The Cerritos arrives at Brekka, which when they beam down, along with the reporter again, by the way, um, it's it's a ghost town. Nothing's there. Uh, Of course, Freeman orders phasers out because she's nervous about that. And they spread out. Ransom comes to a person in the alley that's hiding and he's like, wait, wait, what's going on? And she's like, get out of here, go. And you're like, okay, what's going on? She looks like she's drugged out, by the way, too. Just FYI. Uh, (laughs) Yes. And then there and then that person is immediately vaporized. And then all of a sudden, all these Breen soldiers appear from everywhere and they start attacking. I'm just like, oh, my God, what the hell's happened? Yeah, and again, this is what I love about this show is it's not always just comedy. Like, this is real danger and real threat. And so they emergency beam out. They all get back onto the ship. But that ship, excuse me, the Cerritos, is just pummeled by these three Breen ships who are just, they take the shields out in a matter of a minute. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and it's looking like the Cerritos is going to be down for the count. And you're like wondering, well, what's going to happen? Is does Mariner come back in and somehow save the right. day? You know, I mean, yeah. that would be hokey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I was still looking for and it. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Emergency transport now. Shields are failing. The Breen don't take prisoners. Do not try to negotiate. Defend yourselves at all costs. Captain, incoming ship. More Breen? No, it's, uh, I think it's Starfleet. In a deus ex machina moment, a ship does arrive. And, you know, it's always, sir, there's another ship coming in. It's Federation, right? That's like a standard line for for deus ex machina, uh, you know. on Star Trek, but I love it anyway. I never get enough of it. And this beautiful ship, which doesn't look too far from the Nova class ships. Um, Anthony, I think you may know what class that is. It's a smaller class. Um, I know that Paramount had flirted with doing Nova class for the next Star Trek, uh, for the next Enterprise before they did the Sovereign class, the D. Right. Uh, but, um, or the E rather. Uh, they were going to make the Nova class, the E, 
but they made it the Sovereign class. So this looks a little like a Nova class, small, tight. Meet the new Texas class. This is the Alito, the first of three fully automated Federation starships. And it looks like she just passed her sea trials. And it comes in and it's got some wicked firepower. It just destroys those ships like a couple of blasts. Oh, yeah. And so we, we, we come to realize that uh, this is an unmanned vessel. It's the USS Alito, part of the Texas <laughs> class of ships. <laughs> I love it. And, and the, the interesting thing about this Texas class is that it's fully unmanned. It is, for lack of a better term, a drone ship, which and, and the uh, Captain Buenomego, who gets on the uh, comms with them, says it's a new class of ship that we're trying out. And I'm thinking, it's the 24th century. They didn't have... <laughs> I'm amazed anyone's in space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't have autonomous vehicles before this? What happened? Uh, but, you know, that, that to me, that was the only hold of this episode. Like, why are they just doing that now? <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. They've saved the Cerritos. Yep, and, and so... And the reporters... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You Yours. Okay. And and so the reporter is now focused on that. And... and to the dismay of Captain Freeman, because basically her thunder, you know, was taken. And uh, we still haven't resolved the issue of Mariner. So, of course, we've got our last bit. Well, there's a family you're born into, right? And then the family you choose. I've got both here on the Cerritos. If you're measuring by heart, this is the strongest ship in the fleet. Because we've got the best captain at the helm. My mom. But this sole voice of California class exceptionalism was transferred off the ship just for talking to me. Is Freeman really the best captain or simply a cruel taskmaster? Cerritos is in uh, healing mode, uh, but it's time to broadcast this story that the reporter has put together. And it's not what we expected, is it? No, not at all. I mean, it was a, 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 a nice and pleasant surprise twist for me um you know all the mishaps came from the very people that were affected and were and and basically kind of presented in a way where it seemed like they were bashing but they weren't well the the hand-picked people that freeman handed to the reporter were just recounting stories that to them were stories of the cerritos but they were all the fuck-ups that happened, all, you know, getting them into danger. But they're just, kind of, oh, you know, and you, you see Brack saying something and you see, uh, I don't remember who else was being interviewed, the doctor. Um, and that's where the reporter got all the stories. And for you, it was a warm moment. Like you just said, for me, I was pissed. Like genuinely like, you know what? They get to Mariner's story and she's like, it's a family here. We're happy. And that was her whole point. That's why she wanted to be interviewed. She knew that there would be at best sterile uh, stories from the other crew members. She wanted to give it heart. And uh, the reporter's like, you know, not only did one person tell a story of love and heart on the ship, but she was kicked off for it. Man. Yeah, that was that a blow. blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. I was just and like... And it made me mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was completely... <laughs> You know, pissed, you know, for Mariner. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, she, you know, Mariner's not a, it's, it's, it's complicated, you know, with Mariner. She yeah. paints yeah. outside the lines, but she's tethered yeah. like a tether ball to the center. Well, you said this before in previous episodes. She's Starfleet and she's her mother's daughter. She's not, no matter what her personality is, she's not 
cruel and anti-Starfleet. She's not cruel and anti-Cerritos. She's a, she's a, what's the word I'm looking for? A wild, loose cannon, yes. But she's, you know, she's loyal. And she was the only one who, you know, was loyal to her mother. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, honesty is the, you know, was the best policy. And that's what she did. She was, you know, really, you know, wanted to make sure that, that people understood that despite all that happens <clears throat> on the ship, it's a family and, and they all grow yeah. together. So, yeah. you know, Captain Freeman obviously feels like crap. Hey, Starbase 80, what do you need? This is Captain Carol Freeman. I've made a terrible mistake. I need to speak with Ensign Beckett Mariner. Who? Oh, no, you Hold on. Ah! Would you just use a frickin' broom already? Ah! Uh, sorry, ah! we got a Pyrithian bat flying around in here. What the f***? I said hit it with the broom. I did that. It didn't care. So she tries to get her back. There's a great funny scene where she contacts Starbase 80, and it's this guy, and there's just chaos going on in the background. There's some Aurelian bat or some kind of thing flying around. They're trying to hit it. And she's like, where's my daughter? Yeah, we and we find out that, that Mariner resigned. She actually turned in her yeah. comm badge, and that was it. She quit. Which which didn't surprise me in the slightest, of course. And and not out of spite, but out of, you know what, I can't seem to get along on the Cerritos if my mother's going to undermine me. I've been sent to this place. Why would I stay here? I'm out. Yep, and who, you know, who would? Who would stay in yeah. after being, you know, rejected yeah. in that yeah. way, especially when you were yeah. telling the truth and you were being honest and trying to be helpful. And so Correct. I have to give you a tip of the hat. A few episodes <laughs> ago, um, mm-hmm. we came across the archaeologist and you called yep. it, you said it, that I eventually know. Mariner would team up with her and that's yep. exactly what happened. Hey, so I just got a hot tip on some Vidal and mummies. Should be pretty ancient. Want to check them out, number one? Ah, they're not going to dig up themselves, right? Because that would be, like, very unsettling. No. I mean, once or twice they have, but no, odds are they won't. Then hell yeah, let's mummy it up. So we go to this scene, and we see Mariner aboard a shuttle, and who walks in? The archaeologist. The archaeologist. Whose name I can't... uh, Did she have a name? Um, I can't remember. I, I can't remember. Yeah, That's I can't one remember thing that, that I, I can I yeah. recall. I can't recall at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they're going to be, more, you know, Mariners out of uniform, obviously. And they're off to some archaeology dig or something. And now they're not only partners, but I think they're going to be more. I think they're going to be girlfriends. Probably so. But, man, you know, Mariner has charted a whole new course. And, you you know, there's another thing you said, too. You, you felt like that everybody was going to go end up kind of going their separate ways. So, yeah, and I think I think you know I, I think I was thinking that that would be near the end of the series. I just don't, <coughs> pardon me, I don't see how people stay on the Cerritos on the last episode of the series ever. You know, the, the series finale. Um, I think you know Tindy becomes captain, and you know, on and on and on and on. Uh, it's I think it's a little early for uh, Mariner to leave the show. She's obviously the star of the show. She's not leaving the show. Um, so this will either get resolved or be a cliffhanger next week for the end of the season. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with season four. I believe season four has been picked up. Is that right? Um, I'm not sure. I have not checked, but I would assume that it that it has. I mean, it, it, I think it's doing reasonably well. And uh, yeah, they and they yeah, always, yeah. Uh, as we discussed in our last episode, they always have material because they're always Star Trek shows. 
and there's and there's so much yeah, to pull I, from. Yeah, and I think I think that one of the criticisms that I read was, well, here we are again, Mariners being kicked off the ship or leaving the ship. Well, you know, so did Boimler. He left. And maybe it's a familiar theme, but I just, I thought it was a fresh way to look at it, especially since she had come so far under Ransom's tutelage and was misunderstood and kicked off. So I think it is different. I think we need to give this a little bit of a break. I And I, I just, again... One of the things I love about this show, I don't know why I love this, but I just love it when somebody goes, what the fuck is going on? And they bleep the fuck. Um, it's always just so funny to me. <laughs> I don't know why. I just no, I, I love it. it. It just makes it, uh, you know, more relatable, I think, because it's yeah. real life. Because that's what would have really happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you would just be like, what the uh-huh. hell's going on? So, yeah. yeah. Man. Well, Anthony, uh, this was a this was a great episode. It's it's teeing us up for um, the the season finale, which will be next week. Uh, but meantime, why don't we discuss our top two favorite moments of the show? I think you've seen that I run a tight ship. Actually, after my crew interviews, tight isn't the word I would use to describe the Cerritos. My number two uh, moment was just um, the the fact that you know a reporter was on board. I I, I you know. Being a former reporter, I know what this means, and I just thought it was yeah. a good vehicle for, um, you know, telling another story and bringing out some things that um, we didn't know about. Picard was absolutely right. It was the best thing that ever happened to us. Look, we even made a mural. Uh, my number two was the mural on the first planet. Um, it, just that it starts with the the Enterprise leaving, and it just shows this scene of complete chaos, and I mean, just death and murder. <laughs> it's just so funny to me the way it was drawn. Fourteen years of hell from this. Fourteen planet. years, ten or fourteen years, just and the the the, the lax uh, attitude of that. So I, I love that. Well, there were some who had nothing but praise. Well, there's a family you're born into, right? And then the family you choose. I've got both here on the Cerritos. So my number one was the the plot twist. You know, Mariner not being the whistleblower. And uh, I just like the fact that she showed that she actually does care. I mean, and I, I like the fact that we reinforce that Mariner, despite all of her, you know, eccentric behavior, um, really does love Starfleet, and she loves the crew, and she loves her mom. Mariner didn't say anything bad about the ship. It was everybody else. They didn't even realize what they were doing. I knew something was off. We should have made her stay. I agree with that. My number one is along that line. I, I think that I started to feel that twist coming when she was in the hallway defending herself to her girlfriend. I just knew it was too much of a, of a simple thing. We don't know what she said. Uh, but my number one also includes um, the reassignment and then the recrimination of her mom, like realizing what she had done, the damage that she'd done to her own daughter, the fact she didn't trust her, she didn't trust her evolution under ransom. Uh, all of that realization on, on Freeman's part, I thought, was a big deal. Yep, yep. So, uh, like you said before, this tees up what's going to happen in the season finale. I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, um, it's going to be epic because you, you know, no, no, no season goes out on a whimper. So something's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think we may see Mariner not return to the Cerritos. I think that there may be an issue where the Cerritos is called to rescue them. Maybe I don't know. Uh, they'll be part, she'll be part of the episode, obviously, but I don't see her going back in a in kind of a 
happy, friendly ending. I think she stays off, and that's our cliffhanger for the season. Yeah, I, I would like for it to play out that way. I mean, she should have some resentment towards her mom and to the, yeah. the crew of the Cerritos because the, everybody dissed her and assumed the worst. So yep. um, I, think, I think they should carry that into next season. Well, another great episode of uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, episode nine. We've got one left for this season. Uh, in the meantime, you could check us out on social media at our website, www.energizepodcasts. That's podcast with an S at the end, dot com for not only um, this season of Lower Decks, but you can also check out all the other seasons that we've covered for Strange New Worlds and other shows. We will be covering season three of Picard as well. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're sitting here. We got to wait several more months, uh, February 13th. Oh my God, it's too far away. Yeah, but it'll be, be a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> Destruction. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. I'm Anthony McLemore. I'm Steve Truitt. Live long and prosper. <laughs>